Today at Kalos Church, we're celebrating Easter in a quarantine. Thank you for joining us here at Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Jiva, And I'm Amrita. And we're so thankful that you're joining yeah. us today on Resurrection Sunday on. here at Kalos Church Online. We're so mm -hmm. happy you're here. Kalos is a Greek word that means beautiful. And what we understand is a lot of people have had ugly experiences with the church, ugly experiences yeah. with Christianity. Mm -hmm. And we've spent some time. And when we look at the ways of Jesus and who he was and who he is, today yeah. we believe that he is beautiful and you might be on a journey to discover more of who he is and yeah. so we believe that it's our mission as a church to make known the beauty of Jesus and here on Easter it's an even extra special day yeah and before we start our Easter message we want to make sure we're connected as a community our desire is not to be just a friendly church but a church of friends. So we share something we're celebrating and something we're praying for with real names and stories, our people as a community. And so the first thing we wanna say that we're celebrating, and there are a lot of things to celebrate. For those of you who are new to our church, usually we meet in the Hilton Garden Inn, but we've been meeting online for about six weeks now. And we've done amazing things like partner with Jubilee Reach and the Bellevue School District and support families that need meals. But today we're celebrating something very special our Kalos kids yeah. have put together a video explaining what Easter is, and it is so special. It's so amazing, and it's a celebration in itself because we're celebrating Easter. Let's watch that video right now. In your own words, what is the Easter story? That God died. Yeah, and then what? He came back to that Jesus died for our sins, and then he, he and he, he went through tons of pain. Bunch, 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 stump him with his feet, and he gave him really red and purple. Died for all of our sins, and the angels there. The angel moved the rock, and the, and then they saw an empty cave, and then he get out of the cross in three days and he get back to life again. What is the good news about Jesus, Kyron? Because he died for us. Yeah. About Easter for us, it's it, that God it, um, it died for us so that we could go to heaven and then after he died, he arose. That was quite Easter, Taylors. Do you like that story? I think you do like it. That video was, so cute. dare I say, fresh. Fresh. It was fresh. So, so cool. And so we're <laughs> celebrating that. Well done, Kalos kids. Yes. And we also have some prayer requests that we want to share. Yes, you know, this has been a really weird time altogether. Mm -hmm. And I would say even the last two weeks have been maybe even a heavier time yeah. uh, for you, for us. We found out last week uh, here in Washington that schools will be closed until the fall. Yeah. Um, and that's a big deal. 
ideal for our students and for families. We also, this, this week uh, in our nation was kind of the peak of COVID-19. It was supposed to be a really heavy week. I think we're all experiencing that and feeling that. And there was a little girl actually uh, in our church who asked her mom, she said, Mom, will I ever get to see my friends again? Mm. And if you think about it, this is a really awkward and weird and hard thing to explain to your kids. And yeah. for teenagers that are wanting to graduate and moving forward in school, this is really hard. And so yeah. we want to spend some time today praying for families, praying for kids, praying for teens, and praying for parents as well. So I'd love for us to all bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's just pray and lift them up together. Mm. Father, I thank you so much for all of the parents and for the kids, Lord Jesus. God, this last couple of weeks has been really heavy with a lot of hard news. And Lord, I pray for all the kids, Lord, that are trying to understand what all is going on. Lord, I pray that you would put peace in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray that as parents are uh, with their kids at home, Lord Jesus, that you would give them great grace and yes, patience. Lord. I pray that family relationships would be stronger yes. for all the teenagers, for all the seniors that are graduating this year. God, I just pray that you would surround everyone. And where there is a spirit of discouragement, I pray that you would lift that off, yes, Father, Lord. today in the name of Jesus. And you would rest on families and kids and teens. Yes. There's a spirit of encouragement, Lord, that everything, God, is under your control. There will be an end to this, Lord. So we just yes, put our Lord. trust in you during this time in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, we're about to start the message and we want to start off strong with something that's kind of an Easter tradition. So I'm gonna say a phrase, and then I want you to respond back, and it's gonna help us celebrate Easter. You ready? Yes. All right, he is risen. He is risen indeed. I can't hear you, literally. He is risen. <laughs> he is risen indeed. It feels like Easter now. You know, for all of us, this is a very strange Easter. Yes. Uh, we have lots of awkward feelings mm -hmm. and we go into this Easter never having imagined that we would be in a pandemic and quarantined right. and not able to go to church today. There's just some really weird things happening. I mean, look at the Easter baskets this year. <laughs> Easter baskets this year be like... I mean, that is just so real right yes, now. Yes. I kind of appreciate this one because I really like clean stuff. That's and why you my, married me. My kids not being very germy, <laughs> which is impossible. But it's just true. You know, our traditions this year may be a little bit uh, messed up. I am still yeah. making an Easter ham and we are going to enjoy it today. But all of that to say... We've got to acknowledge the different feelings of pain, of awkwardness, of different things happening this year. And we're going to dive into the scriptures and talk a little bit about how the first year had a little bit of awkwardness to it as well. Yes, we're so excited to look at the original Easter. So let's open up our Bibles to John chapter 20. The scripture says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. 
I love this passage. It gives us context into the first Easter story. And here, right after the resurrection, we see something kind of interesting. The disciples are hiding behind closed doors, much like we're hiding behind closed doors in this Easter. Mm -hmm. And our, our church buildings right now are empty, just like the grave of Jesus. See what I did there? Yes. And so this is kind of wild. And this closed door reality is something that's impacting us all in different ways. You know, as I've been talking to different people in the church, I realize like extroverts are kind of going crazy yeah. right now. Yeah. I can't meet with people. I can't party. I can't high five as often as I would like to. Like you're an extrovert. <laughs> yes, I've been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you'd think introverts are, would thrive in this moment. And oh. I think some mm -hmm. are. They're becoming kings and queens in our midst. But some Introverts, like I talked to my friend earlier this week and he said, bro, I'm an introvert and I'm dying because I'm trapped at home with my family and there's no escape. <laughs> I can resonate with that with young kids. Yes, actually, <laughs> speaking of escaping, our four-year-old son actually escaped through the front door the other day yeah. <laughs> and he is a little sneaky because he got through the front door. Mm -hmm. We didn't see him and we had to go look for him everywhere yeah. and we found him in the car. Yes. He needed to get out of the house, apparently, and our family, we go on a drive every day or we go try to go on a walk every day and so I think he was just like get me out of here I gotta get out of the house and just went on his own without his parents I can't I can't blame him <laughs> but we put him behind closed doors again yeah we did and, and you know uh last week I I really opened up my heart in a quite vulnerable way and I shared about how my my hair is growing out of control because Barbers are not an essential service, which I, I strongly disagree with. My hair went kind of crazy, but then I bought some clippers and I gave myself a haircut for the first time. And uh, <laughs> what do you think, honey? It looks so good. You did such a good job. Really? Yes, I you did. I don't know. I, I want to say this. I really appreciate my my barber and Ben. I just want to say I really appreciate all that you do. You are <laughs> essential to me. Hopefully, you're watching, today. and I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you so much. But I mean, behind closed doors, like that's pretty dangerous. Giving myself a haircut, and I think we can get into all sorts of Wait, danger. For the record, I did offer to help him. That's true. But he's very picky. Yes, she offered to help me twice. In a lifetime twice <laughs> but i actually said i got i got to do this myself and you know there are dangerous things we're doing behind closed doors and and while those are a light danger and kind of humorous there there's a reality to this whole thing that's kind of concerning us yeah pastors, we're a little bit concerned for people because we're talking to people who are experiencing anxiety and depression and darkness yeah. because they're alone. And while that was still a problem in some ways before a mm. pandemic and quarantine, now it feels like it's escalated yeah. even more. And it's really kind of a dangerous situation in that sense to be alone. Actually, I was just doing some research and found out that Stephen King, who wrote horror novels uh, and sold millions of them. I'm not actually That's a your boy. horror person at all. I've not read any of the books. But someone who ha is an author and has written all these books and has all of these words, he would say that the scariest word in the dictionary is the word alone. Wow. 
is the word alone. That's a really scary and dangerous mm. uh, word. And if Stephen King is saying yeah. that, like there's some validity to that. Yeah. I also was uh, doing some research on what happens when people are alone and in isolation and lonely. And I found out that in 2018, the prime minister of the UK actually launched what was called a loneliness strategy. Mm. What was happening back then is uh, one in five people in the UK was experiencing severe loneliness. And this wow. was before a pandemic. There was no quarantine happening. And the causes uh, that were happening, the impact that the loneliness was happening was heart disease, Alzheimer's, some really physical, serious wow. issues that people face, let alone darkness, depression, anxiety was on the rise. And so what ended up happening is they created this whole situation governmentally where people could actually go and get a social prescription. Wow. They could get someone to enter into their unique world and get a whole plan of health made for them so that they hmm. don't suffer from the implications and impact of loneliness. Wow. And this is a really big, big deal. Actually, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but solitary confinement is something that uh, is used and was used as a way of punishment for prisoners. And in both the United States and Canada, uh, they actually changed the laws because loneliness, being in a, a solitary confinement is actually a, a form of torment wow. they found. And it actually leaves psychological issues that are uh, not recoverable. Yeah. So my point with all of those very dramatic examples is that loneliness is dangerous and we're yeah. concerned and we want to make sure that we acknowledge this, raise awareness for this, and really as a church, become an answer for this as well. Hmm. And we see this loneliness in the original Easter story. We see isolation, especially as we notice these disciples hiding behind closed doors. And so we want to look at the original Easter story and learn from it and apply it. And I believe we can find some great Easter encouragement in this. So we just want to share three simple points that yeah. we believe will be a blessing for you as we celebrate Easter. And the first thing that we want to share is this. Transitions make us feel alone. You know, the first Easter didn't happen in a church building. It happened outside of an empty tomb while disciples were hiding behind closed doors. And this transition, this grief, this pain that they're experiencing caused them to feel alone. And I know in my life when I've transitioned, whether it's from high school to college, moving to a new city, it's easy to feel alone. And during this transition of quarantine, you might be feeling like everything's new, everything's different. Nobody knows where I'm at. I feel all alone. And I find great encouragement in this Easter story because honestly, to the disciples, the first Easter probably felt like the worst Easter to them, just like it feels kind of like the worst Easter for us. Let's look at verse 19 from the passage we're reading. The scriptures say, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear. And so just a little context, they had given up everything to follow Jesus. He was their hope. He really expected him to rule as king. They followed him for years, and now he's dead. They saw him tortured like a common criminal. And so they're like, what, what do we do? Everything is different. And so they go their separate ways. And it's a, a now what moment. And maybe you've experienced a now what moment. I feel like this quarantine is causing many of us to feel like we're in a now what moment. You know, I think of our kids director and her husband, Tori, Amy and Tori, they're having their first kid. Yeah. And because of the quarantine, uh, family members who were planning on flying in to celebrate the baby can't. 
and they can only have one person in the hospital mm -hmm. and they have the the mixed emotions maybe that the disciples were feeling or maybe we're feeling during this easter time like we want to celebrate but it's a weird celebration and they have this baby and they're wanting to celebrate it but it's also sad that the family can't be there it's like a now what moment this isn't what we imagined and honestly i want to pray for them for a lot of reasons but also because they're going to name their son cole and i i think pradeep and carlson sounds like a better oh. fit just should we pray? No. No? Is that inappropriate? All right, let's move on. You know, I'm thinking of other people in our community during this quarantine who are asking, now what? You know, I think of Derek and Sam in our in our church who are supposed to get married last week. Yeah. But because of the pandemic and quarantine and social distancing, they can't. And they're excited to be engaged. They're excited to get married. But there's mixed emotions and feelings there. You know, I, I think of one of our own a young lady named Chanel who started a, a business and was excited to be a photographer for people in the spring and wedding season in the summer and had some new direction, really felt a green light to go forward in many aspects of her business. But now it's like, I can't follow through with those sessions right. because it's illegal to do my job and, and be that close to that many people. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And this quarantine is a transition, I think, People don't realize what we're all going through and we can kind of feel alone when we're in our struggles. Yeah. We feel isolated and transition is a time for that feeling, mm -hmm. those mixed feelings. And I just want to let you know, you're not alone. We feel that. I'm yeah. sure the disciples felt that with Jesus and some of the scripture word choices they use in the resurrection, like in verse eight, it says, so the women hurried away from the tomb. This is after they found out Jesus is resurrected. You'd think they'd be just overjoyed, but look at what the scripture says. It says they were afraid yet filled with joy, a mixed emotion. Mm -hmm. And then they ran to tell the disciples. And when they saw him in verse 17, it says they worshiped him, but some doubted. Mm -hmm. Look at that mixture. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to validate your feelings. If you have mixed feelings about yeah. this quarantine, you have mixed feelings, not knowing what to do. If you're in a now what moment, that is so difficult. And uh, we don't want you to feel alone. And part of the Easter message, what we get to celebrate is good news that we want to share with you if you're feeling this way. Yeah, absolutely. The second thought that we have for you today is that you don't have to be alone. Amen. You don't have to be alone. I know that's a weird thing to hear right now mm. when we're being asked to stay in our homes, when it's safer to be away from people. But I want you to really hear that you don't have to be alone yeah. right now. Look at verse 19. It says this, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Hmm. I want to stop for a second. The first two words in verse 19 are Jesus came. Yeah. Jesus came. He came. They were not alone. They were not going to be alone for the rest of their lives. Yeah. They, Jesus came and he stood among them. And mm -hmm. I think that when I think about his life, what had happened right before he resurrected on Friday, he died a lonely death. Yeah. 
You think about the torture and the brutality that mm. Jesus went through. Mm -hmm. I think that it's got to be the epitome of loneliness. Yeah. What it meant to die on the cross alone, wondering if God had forsaken you, but saying, God, your will be done anyway. Yeah. That had to be some of the loneliest moments anyone has ever hmm. experienced. And it causes us to ask the question, why did Jesus do it? Hmm. What compelled him to walk through that agony of yeah. loneliness, of death? What compelled him? And I want you to know today that he did it for you. Yeah. He did it for me. He did it for the disciples that right after he was resurrected, he walked back in, he broke the lock, and he went in to be with them. Jesus died on the cross. He rose again three yeah. days later for you because he didn't want humanity to be alone. Yeah. He wanted to fill us with hope and courage and peace. He is the mm. Prince of Peace. Yes. After going through all that darkness, he resurrected yes. so that we might have true life. Life. I want you to know mm -hmm. today that Jesus walked a lonely road so we wouldn't have to. Come on. He walked that road so that we could be free. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, what we're celebrating here on Easter Sunday is that we don't have to be alone. Humanity can live with God. Yeah. And Jesus walked among them. He came and he stood with them. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you today that I believe that God is a knocking on your door. Yeah. Uh, I believe that he wants to break down the walls, the kind of locked up heart that you may have. You may have walked away from God. You may have had experiences with Jesus and you feel betrayed or hurt. I want to tell you today that Jesus wants to break in. He yeah. loves you. He died for you. He rose again so that you could experience life. He is alive and he is real. There's a song that's going to play right after this uh, message, this service, and it is a beautiful song. If you listen really carefully, the words actually say, the Prince of Peace came bursting through. And I wonder today if you need the Prince of Peace to burst through wow. your loneliness, yeah. your darkness, your shame, your guilt. He is alive and he is real. I remember several, several years ago, uh, I went through a really weird period of time that kind of blew me away. And I had just moved to a brand new city. I was in transition, like yeah. Pastor Pradeepan was talking about, the disciples were in. And the transition evoked some anxiety in me that actually knocked me out and debilitated me. Hmm. I'd never gone through anything like it before. And I have yet, I've never experienced anything since then like it. But it, I was I was experiencing such bad anxiety that I would lay in bed. It was sitting like right heavy on my chest. I, I felt like I couldn't breathe. My mother would call me and pray me out of bed. And I realized that the only safe place that I had was in this place where Jesus entered my heart, entered my locked doors, yeah. and I let him in and he set me free of that anxiety. And I want you to know that I believe that Jesus walked that lonely road so I wouldn't have to. And he set me free of that fear and anxiety. And I believe that he wants to do that today for you as well. Amen. That's so powerful. And that brings us to point three. We can be alone together. And that's another one of those contradictions, like afraid yet joyful, but we can be alone together. Many of us are walking through this quarantine, this journey. So let's do it together. I love that in verse 21, Jesus 
says, peace be with you. And he says, as the father has sent me, I am sending you. And I love that after he shows up in the midst of the disciples, he immediately sends the disciples to be community to other people. And Jesus doesn't want us to be alone, but I, I want to let you know, we also don't want you to be alone. We feel like we're sent as a community to breathe life into more community, yeah. creating environments where community is possible. Yeah. And as we look in the scripture, I am sending you. And then in verse 24, now Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. So Thomas, one of the disciples, he's isolated from the rest of them. And he says, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. So he's just filled with so much emotion, doubt. And in verse 26, it says a week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Mm. And I love that. They got Thomas, mm. but he still needed healing. He still needed an encounter with Jesus. And the scripture goes on to say, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. Again, he did that and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And he, he realizes the healer is in the house because mm. he was able to touch a wound it's another one of those contradictions like a wounded healer yeah and that's our god he allowed himself to be tortured yeah on the cross he died but he overcame that and stood in their midst yeah and now we want to make sure that we can partner with god in helping people where we would partner with god and set the lonely in families that's the kind of community we want to be where we can be real where we can show our wounds, where we can help people connect. And I, I know people are inspired by our strengths, but most often people connect with our weaknesses, mm -hmm. our wounds. And we really want to be an environment, a church where messed up people can be together Amen. in the Lord. Yeah. We can be alone together. You're sad about the quarantine. You're missing people. You're not feeling a great optimism. Guess what? We feel the same way and we can be alone together. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say we're so proud of the Kalos community yeah. for like stepping out and stepping into people's lives. We've seen people get on Zoom, Facebook, uh, just so many uh, communities, Slack, phone calls, dropping off food at people's houses. Just so many people saying, you know what? I am not going to forget about people who need community because like, uh, lonely isn't just being alone. It's feeling like nobody cares. Mm. You know, you can be alone and be all right if you know someone cares about you. But it's when you don't think anybody cares yeah, about you. I good. feel like that loneliness sets in. And so we want to really encourage all of us mm -hmm. to be alone together, that we would lean into community. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, we have a rhyme that I think we should say. And, and it says, <laughs> let's draw near instead of disappear. disappear. <laughs> we did it. Amen. There's there's Ryan, but we don't we don't want to forget about people because we're, you know, in quarantine. We we want Jesus to send us like he was sent to help us. Yeah. And I just think that's so powerful. You know, sometimes I think we're a little bit averse to social media or we know it can take over our life, but right now a lot of people don't know what other options they have to communicate with yeah, people. Yeah. And, and so I think we as the church need to, to go into every person's world. If they're on Facebook, if they're on YouTube, if they're on mm -hmm. Twitter, if they're on Instagram, mm -hmm. we need to go reach out to them. And if, mm -hmm. for those of us who like kind of hate social media, mm -hmm. I just want to ask you this question. Do you hate social media more than you love people? Mm -hmm. Do you hate more, social media more than you want to help people? 
find community. Yeah, and I, I would just say, why, why don't we, like, let's not disappear. Let's draw near and let's be alone together. Yeah, amen. Well, we have one call to action for you today, one practical mm-hmm. step that we would love for you to take this Easter message and make it practical in your life. Yeah. So at Kalos Church, we're kind of shutting down all the other noise to really promote this one actionable step for you, and that is to join a small group. We've actually found that in the last few weeks since we've been quarantined, Mm -hmm. more and more people are joining small groups because they're identifying that I need that connection. I'm not just talking about Kalos Church people. I'm talking about people outside of our community. Our weekly small groups are designed for everyone. If you're listening to this and you're a part of our church, please be in a small group. If you're not a part of our church, you've never been to our church before, these small groups are still designed for you as well. And they're weekly. And here's why we do weekly. We believe that weekly is enough time to actually see each other again and again, so that we can build a relationship. We can have inside jokes. We can laugh together. And when you meet weekly, you get to know each other so much that your walls come down and you have somebody to cry with. You have somebody to be honest with and someone to pray for you with. And so we believe that small groups are the answer. What happens at a small group? Well, at Kalos Church, we have 16 different small groups that we are launching. You can actually sign up today. I'm going to tell you in a second. But there are different topics. A lot of times what they'll do, we'll jump onto Zoom and the leader will just say, hey, what's up? And we'll do our activity or we'll have our discussion or look at the Bible. And then what we'll do is spend some time talking and talking about prayer requests and maybe Maybe something's going on and your your family needs prayer. And then we'll spend time just praying. Pastor Pradeep and I lead a small group every week and we have so much yes. fun together. And so <laughs> I want you to know small groups are no little thing. They actually could make a huge difference in your life right now. And so I want to show you what you can do. I'm going to have you actually text group to the number on the screen. And if you're interested in signing up for a small group, when you text group to the number on the screen, we'll actually get you all the information information to jump online and we're going to switch over so you can see what happens when you get to our website. You'll actually see all of the groups listed right there. You can actually today click on any of those groups, join a group, and that leader will be in contact with you. Make sure you get the link so that Mm -hmm. you can join that group. So be sure to do that. We really believe that this could change your life. It could change your whole experience with this pandemic and the quarantine. Be sure, pull out your phone right now and text group to the number on the screen so that we can get you connected. There is no us without you. That's good. Say that again. There is no us without you. (laughs) I love that. Small groups are amazing. And we want to close with the story before we pray. You know, a little bit ago, um, our own Linda Ho, who's one of our high-level leaders at Kalos Church, she shared on Facebook that she has never had a family meeting with her whole family uh like for like 16 years like hasn't been able to connect with them it just wasn't part of their their rhythm and their culture and she had always wanted that and longed for that and during this quarantine she thought you know what there's no real obstacle right now keeping us from having a digital family reunion and so she planned it and she gathered everybody into the same place and and really for the first time in 16 years her family was able to gather and laugh together to just connect together. And I just think that's so wild. Like 
during a pandemic, you would think that's the time we we have to split apart, yeah, be yeah. distant, especially if we haven't met like this for 16 years, why would we do it now? But I love that Linda, really, I think carrying the heart of God brought people together, created an environment where yeah. people could experience love and hope yeah. and refreshment. And I, I think that God wants to do that for all of us. He loves you so much. He conquered the grave and made it possible for you to experience life yes. and love and community. You don't have to be estranged and isolated. Yeah. You don't have to be separated from God. God loves you so much. And we want to pray for you to not be alone. Yeah. So why don't we pray right now? Yeah. Dear Father, thank you so much for your word, your message, your example. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for us. And we are so grateful that you are more powerful than death, yes. that you overcame the grave. You, you were raised to new life and have set the example for all of us to experience life and life abundantly. And so Lord, in the same way as you practiced resurrection, as you went to your people and created community and love and helped people experience grace and forgiveness, Lord, I pray that you would help us experience true community. Yes pray that you'd bring us into your family, God. You truly are our heavenly father, and we don't want to be isolated from our brothers and sisters in Christ. So Lord, help us, give us grace, give us direction. Amen. 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 Hey, you know what? We're going to pray for anybody here right now who wants to give their lives to God. Yes, we're talking about small groups, but we want to make sure you're connected to God first and foremost. He is the reason we can have true unity. As we all look to God together, there's a great connection that you can't experience anywhere else. We truly believe. And we really want you to be connected with God. He literally overcame death for you. Jesus Christ showed us an example that he'd rather die than live without you. And so if you want to give your life to Jesus, which I I hope you do, you, you don't play games with Jesus. Stop waiting. Like Surrender your life to God. If you would like to surrender your life to God, I'd like you to join us in a prayer that we're all going to pray together as a community. Let's pray that prayer right now. Lord Lord Jesus, Jesus, I need you, everybody. Thank Thank you you for for dying on the cross for me. me. I open open the door door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the, In the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus, amen, amen. Can we give it up for life change? Amen, hallelujah. Hey, praise the Lord. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, if you've given your life to the Lord, we don't want you to be alone, obviously. And so yeah. please text Jesus to the number on the screen yeah. or leave Jesus in the comments so we can make sure you're not on yeah. this journey alone. Yes, amen. amen, amen. Well, hey, we're gonna transition here and we're about to hear an incredible testimony. Uh, but before we do that, I want you to know that you can give at Kalos Church. We worship God in many different ways, in song, in yeah. sermon, in joining yeah. in today. And we wanna encourage you to worship God with your giving, even with such... Uh, interesting times financially. I encourage you to worship the Lord with your giving. And as you're giving to Kalos Church, uh, I want you to know that you're giving to life change. And I want to introduce you to Monique, who is just a wonderful woman of God in our church. And she has an incredible testimony to share with us today. Hello, my name is Monique. Um, So just about six years ago, I left my old church, um, first by graduating high school and leaving uh, my old high school group. 
and then all together just moving to a brand new state. Um, all my life I went to that church and I knew the people there and I had my support group there. And so since then, I have struggled finding a place where I fit in. Um, and being an introvert, it became harder to interact. Um, it will re require me to stop, uh, step out of my comfort zone. And I've been to different churches and different groups, um, but I've never connected with anybody. Um, and a while back, my sister and brother-in-law encouraged me to come to Kalos. And after listening to the sermons and getting to know more and more people there, I felt welcomed. Um, so back in November, I began to come every week and I am happy to call Kalos my church home. Um, and actually recently, during the beginning of the year, during the fast um, we did in January, I felt the Lord leading me to join a small group. And once the group started, um, I always said I would go, but the day of, I would come up with an excuse and not go. Um, but especially right now with everyone unable to meet and, um, well, I guess interact with each other face to face, um, I realized I can't do life alone anymore. Um, so I took a leap and joined a group last Tuesday. And for the first time in six years, I've never felt more comfortable getting to know people. Um, and I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad I joined because I can now do life with others and finally connect and make friends where we can encourage each other. Um, and I highly recommend doing this uh, because you are not alone in your loneliness. Um, that's one thing I learned this week. Uh, Especially in this dark valley, we can walk together with God leading us. So, yeah. Wow. I love that testimony. Yeah, and she really, so I feel, captures the, the heart of small groups. And yeah. she has some great quotes in there. And uh, hey, we got a few announcements. And then we're going to hear an incredible worship song from our Kalos yes. team. It's, it's just great. Oh. You mentioned it in your sermon. And so, hey, right after this, this whole video is done, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, whatever, we're going to gather in real life on Zoom. And we want to meet you. Yes, We'd like to have too. a real time conversation with you. So on Zoom at 10. 30, 12, 15, and 8.45 p.m. We're going to jump on there so you can click on the link and we can talk in real life and share with you more about our life, our story, and really connect with you and hear your story. And if you have questions about God, the church, Kalos, whatever, we'd like to make ourselves available to answer that. All right, well, why don't we pray a blessing? Yes, amen. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Amen. Happy Easter. Happy Easter.